National Recycling Day is November 15th, and in honor of the art of recycling, I, Mia Sawaya, decided to interview Sarah Moline, a waste reduction and recycling specialist who works with the city of Fort Collins. We discuss the issues caused by China's reluctance to take our contaminated recycling, what we can do to counter those changes, and how we can locally contribute to our city's recycling efforts. Thanks for listening. Here's the interview with Sarah. Yeah, so uh, my name is Sarah Moline. I am with the City of Fort Collins Environmental Services Office, and I focus specifically on waste reduction and recycling in Fort Collins and the surrounding area. And I spoke with Susan Gordon last year, who also works in that department, correct? She is. She's the environmental services or the environmental manager for waste reduction and recycling. She also runs operations at the city's Timberline Recycling Center. Right. That's what we talked about a lot last time. And I kind of want to talk about a few of the things that um, I talked about with her last time, just because it might have changed since the year like happened and everything. So the first question I have is related to China. So last year, China stopped taking some of America's recycling due to a large amount of contaminants in our recycling loads. Specifically, they stopped taking numbers three, six, and seven. Is that still the case in Fort Collins? Yes and no. China is still not accepting recyclables, not just from Fort Collins, but anywhere in the United States.、Um, and we've gotten a lot more clarity in the last year on if that's going to change, and more clarity about、um, really what types of plastics they don't want, which is actually more than just the three sixes and sevens. Turns out, just looking at the number on recyclables is not as helpful as it used to be.、Mm. So really, when we're talking about what plastics they can accept. It's a lot of the low-value plastics,、um, things like those berry containers. We call them clamshells, like your raspberries and strawberries. Party cups, those plastic party cups everyone has, including like the plastic cups you get from coffee shops, as well as like takeout containers. So if you go out to eat and have a plastic container you're taking home, that's not going to be recyclable either. Wow. So basically. Numbers aren't really a good way of telling what's recyclable anymore, so it's just kind of a little bit vague. Is that a good way of putting it? So it's not vague. It's actually,、um, in a way, it's simpler. You don't have to worry about squinting at those numbers on your on the different items. What you can do instead is really focus on the shape of the item you're looking to recycle.、Um, this is only true of plastics. So the plastic shapes that we can recycle in Fort Collins are the plastic bottles, jugs. And tubs. So by bottles, I mean things like your soda bottles, shampoo bottles, jugs like milk jugs, laundry jugs, things like that. And then by tubs, think of like dairy or deli tubs. So your yogurt, your sour cream, or if you get like takeout soup that comes in those plastic round containers, those are really the only plastics that we can take in Fort Collins. So if it's not a bottle, jug, or tub, it really should be going in the trash right now. And why is it that we only take those plastics? So these are the items, the bottles, jugs, and tubs that still have strong markets. They have end destinations after they go into your bin. Whereas for those other single-use kind of flimsy plastics,、um, like the clamshells, China was really the only ones taking them, and now they don't want them anymore. And in the past year, we haven't seen any end markets develop, and we're not expecting them to. So unfortunately, it seems like we're kind of out of options for those. Which can seem really daunting, because、um, it is an international situation with international markets that are out of an individual's control. But you can't help by just avoiding using those items in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, isn't there like a phrase you have for that philosophy? 
Yeah, so we say reduce, reuse, recycle. And a lot of people forget about those first two and just focus on the recycling. But we really um, want to remind folks that they can reduce their waste, reuse what you can. So whether that's bringing a reusable straw with you, refusing a straw when you're out to a restaurant, you can even bring like a reusable container with you like Tupperware to a restaurant. And when they offer a to-go box, just say nope and pack your stuff away in that. So there's lots of ways to incorporate that aspect in your life. And then you don't even have to throw those plastics away. You don't even have them at all. A Tupperware idea is a great plan like that's i never even thought of that but i'm definitely gonna do that it's good people are very impressed when you do that yeah i mean you're planning ahead and you're just like oh i'm not gonna waste that plastic um you were talking about international markets before and how like the clamshells aren't really part of the international market anymore because china like kind of just stopped taking them is there a reason why america doesn't take those and why they only take the like heavier duty plastics that you were talking about like the jugs and bottles Great question. Um, It's interesting because it is a very large global system. When you're talking about recyclables, they're going to a lot of different places. The United States doesn't have as many end destination processors for recyclables. So what we do have are things for those um, plastic bottles, tubs, and jugs. We also have quite a few paper mills that will take recyclable paper, aluminum processors. But there's just no need for those markets to develop in the United States when China was taking them. It was a good system that we could send our recyclables over there. So we were hoping that those markets would develop in the past year now that China had stopped taking them. But they haven't because they're just a really difficult thing to deal with. I was going to ask, what are some of the difficulties in bringing those like lower plastic, recycling them rather than the heavier plastics? Yeah, a lot of the plastics, um, when you're thinking of a plastic bottle, you can melt them down and turn them into something else fairly easily. I'm not a huge operations mm-hmm. type person, but with those single use kind of clamshells and solo cups, because they tend to be a little bit flimsier and crunchier, just operationally, it's really hard to break them down and you know melt them down and repurpose them in a way that will work. So it's difficult for those single use plastics, but you were talking about you know markets getting developed in the United States. One thing we are seeing that with is paper products. Um, China also took a lot of our paper products, stopped, and then now there's a lot of places in the U.S. that are starting to develop those markets. So it's not completely depressing, but we are in kind of a big transition period. And just kind of talking about local recycling, is there any specific service you provide the community that you think is like underappreciated? I know you guys have um, at your facility a place specifically for like plastic bags where people could bring them in like grocery bags and then they recycle them. But is there any aspect of your of your work that you think is underappreciated? I don't know if underappreciated is the right word. I think a lot of people in the community don't realize um, some of the resources offered by the city and some of the great infrastructure we have in place. We don't only offer curbside recycling, which is provided by private companies, but we do have the city's Timberline Recycling Center, which um, has a front kind of area for all of your everyday recyclables if you don't get them collected at the curb. It also, as you were saying, has a specific bin for your plastic bags because those are something we don't want mixed in with other recyclables but you can recycle them separately and a lot of people don't realize that at the Timberline Recycling Center we have an entire hard to recycle materials yard and that is a wonderful opportunity for community members because they can recycle batteries 
old antifreeze, motor oil, lawn furniture, metal, electronics, even like grass clippings and Mm. leaves, especially this time of year leaves. That's an entire area we have and a new resource for people. So we just celebrated our third anniversary there. Awesome. Yeah, I went there once um, last year for the interview. That's where we did the interview. And it was just like very organized and very easy to follow. So yeah, I'm pretty impressed in like what's happening over there. Are there any events over there? Because I know you guys do special events at the Timberline. We do special events. We um, just had our third year kind of birthday party. The next special event we have planned is actually coming up on November 15th. Actually, it's November 16th this Saturday at the Timberland Recycling Center. And it's on in honor of National Recycle Day. And we're actually going to be collecting mattresses, which is something we don't typically collect, but you can bring your mattress to be recycled. We're partnering with a company based out of Denver for that called Springback Mattress Recycling. Right. And you guys did that last year, too. Am I right? We do. Yeah. Typically, we host at least one special collection event, usually in June, um, and we'll collect mattresses along with some other special items. We use that as kind of a practice run to see if there's certain materials that um, community members are interested in Mm -hmm. recycling. So last time we did it, we recycled mattresses and fire extinguishers. Interesting. And the fire extinguisher program was so popular, we've actually added it as an ongoing option in the hard to recycle oh, materials yard are there any like new things you're going to do this year that other than mattresses or is it going to stay relatively the same yet to be determined um i would think we would do mattresses again but stay tuned because we're we're debating right now what else we want to try doing so this is kind of like what we we're talking about earlier but you were talking about shampoo bottles that those are like something that we actually can recycle, which is interesting to me because I feel like there's always a remnant of shampoo in the bottle. Is there like, should we clean the bottle beforehand or like, how does that work? Yeah, that's something that a lot of people wonder about because you see on a on our recycling guides posters, we say empty and dry. Um, you absolutely want to get a container empty. So we don't want to see any like half-filled soda bottles mm-hmm. ending up in the recycling bin. Uh, and sometimes people stress about getting all of the remnants out. Shampoo bottles are a little bit tricky, so I always suggest people at the very least um, give it a quick rinse afterwards. If there's a speck or two on there, I mean, we're, it's going to be okay. We won't throw out your recyclables, but if it's completely like half filled with shampoo or you have like a peanut butter jar that's caked with peanut butter. That's the type of thing we want to avoid. I was going to ask about that because I know China originally stopped taking recycling because of the amount of contaminants in our recycling. So I was just wondering if there's like one contaminant in like a whole bin of recycling, does that just not get recycled or how do you, how do they determine the amount of contaminants in a recycling bin and what degree does that like what degree do they say no to that? Yeah, it varies. Um, Every processor has slightly different rules around contamination and how much contamination can be in a bin um, or in a load of recyclables, but not all contamination is created equal. So Mm -hmm. if you as an individual accidentally threw in a half full jar of peanut butter, that's not great, but your entire load may not get thrown out unless everyone did that. Mm. You know, if you throw a whole fish in the bin, that's a bigger problem than a speck of yogurt. Right. And also there's certain contamination that does prov- that is a hazard for people at the processing plant. So things like needles and sharps 
those are things that if they do see them and they're in a load of recyclables, they will reject them and it will go to the landfill just because it is a safety issue. The same thing is true of batteries. Batteries are extremely dangerous in recycling because they can actually start fires at the processing facility. That is something we've had um, in the past year, year and a half at the Larimer County landfill. I heard about that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So that's something else, though. I It is confusing for folks because mm-hmm. um, batteries, especially like cell phone batteries, the lithium ion batteries, have a recycling symbol on them and also a no trash symbol, which makes people think they can go in the recycling bin. But as we've learned, just because you see that recycling symbol, it doesn't mean something is actually recyclable locally. Right. So I guess the main thing... I've kind of gotten from this conversation is that the numbers don't really matter. It's more about the shape and it's kind of confusing to know what is supposed to be recycling, but I know you guys have like a A to Z recycling list on your website. Is that is that like the best way for people to know what to recycle? Yeah, um, it is definitely confusing. I would always encourage people to check out their local recycling guidelines because that's something that varies from place to place. In Fort Collins, we have our own specific guidelines, but you go down to Denver, there are different rules. So I always encourage people to check out their local guidelines. Ours you can find on fcgov.com slash recycling guidelines. And we also have our recycling A to Z list, as you mentioned, which is just fcgov.com slash A to Z. We don't have everything on there, but we do have around 200 different items. So if you're curious about if something can go in the recycling bin or not, you can find out there. And even if it doesn't go in the recycling bin, a lot of items can be reused or recycled at special places around town. So that's something else you can find out there. Awesome. Do you have any tips on recycling more efficiently or reusing things more efficiently? I know we were talking about Tupperware. Yeah, let's, um, in terms of recycling more efficiently, definitely know your local guidelines. And if you have a question, if you're having a moment when you're standing in front of the trash or recycling bin and are not sure where something belongs, Either go take a second and look it up and find out, or when in doubt, go ahead and just keep it out of the recycling bin. We really want to keep everything in the recycling bin recyclable. In terms of reuse, as we discussed, yeah, the Tupperware, bringing a Tupperware or reusable container with you to bring home leftovers is a great thing to do. Also, just putting together a little reuse kit to have in your bag is great. So that can be your reusable straw, some reusable utensils. You can even get like little kits online that come with a little case and everything. That's a great option. And then bringing um, a reusable water bottle with you and a reusable like coffee cup or travel mug. Mm -hmm. Um, Having those available for when you're at coffee shops is a great option. Um, So you can skip out on the to-go paper cups or the coffee to-go coffee cups, which are not recyclable. You can skip out on those with your reusable travel mug. And a lot of coffee shops will even give you a discount for having those. Yeah, but even starting to just think about the different products you buy and how much packaging is on them is a great place to start. And then you can start making those decisions as a consumer. Not to say that you can get rid of everything. We totally understand. It's hard to cut all of the plastic out of your life, Mm -hmm. but at least we can start that conversation. So last question, I feel like we should end it on an optimistic note. What is something that you look forward to happening in the future of recycling in Fort Collins? Like what's some what's an optimistic kind of thing for the future that people can expect? 
Yeah, looking forward, um, I'm excited to kind of use this as an opportunity to refocus on our recycling guidelines. A lot of people have heard about the situation with China and how things are changing internationally, which is having these impacts locally. And I think it's a great way um, for us to kind of remind ourselves that what we're disposing of does have a life beyond us. It has value. And this is a great opportunity to talk beyond recycling and talking about reusing and reducing our waste. So that's a great way to kind of introduce that conversation and make people feel like they can have more of an individual impact. I love you. Thank you for tuning in to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. If you want to become more involved with our local recycling efforts, a great start would be the Timberline Recycling Center's special collection event happening this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Timberline Recycling Center is located on 1903 South Timberline Road, and their all-day event on Saturday will be collecting materials like mattresses that they do not normally collect throughout the year. You can find out more at fcgov.com recycling. Mm-hmm.